This week's episode is brought to you by the Communicore Weekly Karaoke Contest. Sing some songs from the Communicore Weekly musical, win some prizes like Frozen on Blu-ray DVD combo pack and an iTunes gift card and even a customized theme song from the Communicore Weekly Orchestra. For more information, visit CommunicoreWeekly.com and click on the contest section. We're Communicore Weekly, Kristen Bell Freaky, we love so. She doesn't know Unicorn Weekly We're stalking and creeping Waited all week We thought that you'd like to know We're in a tree outside her window Hello and welcome to Kristen Bell Weekly The cutest online show And home of the world's first pair of independently born Identical Kristen Bell fans. I'm George. And I'm Jeff. And you know, sometimes we have ideas and people are like, they're never going to do that. Guess what? (laughs) We did this idea. Now, aren't you excited that we came up with this idea? Because I'm excited. Did you hear that theme song? But it's all, it's, we've got an, an ulterior motive. We do. We do. At least we had a reason to do this. So it's not creepy. No, I thought it was that that we get to meet her one day and and you know she adopts the theme song and we become our own personal podcasters. Okay, I'm all right with that idea. But oh, for okay, now okay. we're going to say it's not creepy. Oh, good, because good, of good. you know the Frozen stuff, it's a big deal right now, so That's this right. is totally justified and not worthy of a restraining order, you know, the usual. Exactly. Not we'll the, not that. the usual like I this has happened before. Just um we should probably stop talking. Yeah, we just, should we're going to get in trouble. Yeah, well, let's just go on to the segment. It's time for Disney History! Now, as you guys already know, Frozen is a box office smash, and there is no doubt about that whatsoever. But it's a project that's been around for close to 70 years before it came to life on screens, and has a long, convoluted history, and it's just the type of thing that we here at Community Headquarters like to look at. I'm sorry, Chris Nabell, Weekly Headquarters. I apologize, I forgot we changed the name of the show. So, it began its life way back in the early 1940s, when an extremely ambitious biography of Hans Christian Andersen caught the attention of Walt Disney. Now, it was initially conceived as this half-animated collaboration with uh, Samuel Goldwyn, the uh, the Hollywood mogul. Um, And Disney had discussed the project with Goldwyn throughout the years, and a kind of deal was struck. Um, that Goldwyn, he would do all the live-action sequences, and Disney would provide all the animated ones. And of all the animated sequences that Disney was to provide, one stood out to him, and that was an adaptation of The Snow Queen, the 1845 fairy tale about the evil witch who encases a kingdom in a never-ending winter. Hmm, sounds familiar. Hmm. Mm. Wait for Anyway, where? yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so sadly, this version of the project never happened. Goldwyn produced a variation of the Anderson biography starring Danny Kaye almost a decade later with ballet numbers replacing the animated sequences. The, the Snow Queen section was ultimately not included in the film either, which apparently pleased Walt greatly. The idea was shelved for a bit before it came back to life, as most ideas at WED do. And in the early 1970s, you know, uh, not in a cinematic form though, and instead legendary Disney artist Mark Davis proposed an air-conditioned Disneyland attraction entitled The Enchanted Snow Palace, designed along the lines of the classic Disneyland rides like uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride or The Haunted Mansion. Um, This version never made it past the conceptual phase, unfortunately. 
Now, still, like a number of other fairy tale projects kicked around during the post-war period, including a film based on Anderson's Little Mermaid, the Snow Queen would kind of stay in the company's bloodstream for decades to come. Now, toward the end of what would be known later as the Disney Renaissance, which was the period uh, between The Little Mermaid and Fantasia, Fantasia 2000, um, uh, when the studio would recapture some animated magic at the box office um, that they used to have in Walt's Golden Era, it was around that time that attention turned back to the Snow Queen project. Yeah, a, a version of the project was set to combine traditional animation with 3D computer graphics, uh, but it was quietly developed with veteran animator Glenn Keane, who was responsible for many of the most famous Disney characters of the Disney Renaissance, including Ariel from The Little Mermaid and the Beast from Beauty and the Beast. However, that didn't come to pass either. Wow. Which was unfortunate. But yes, it was. Uh, as told in James Stewart's excellent book, Disney War, uh, in June 2003, uh, Michael Eisner held a meeting to discuss the company's up upcoming uh, animated uh, film slate. And the focus of the meeting was primarily on My Peoples, which was an animated film that has a history segment all of its own that we'll cover at some point. But other topics included uh, a, a talk of a legally blonde-esque version of Rapunzel, um, something that would evolve years <laughs> later into Tangled, and also the Snow Queen. Okay, well, um, Eisner loved the idea, but he didn't, however, love the creative team assembled to bring the Snow Queen to life, uh, a team that included Glenn Keane, and he suggested that they hand over the project to Pixar. Uh, at, that part, at that point, Pixar had not been brought by, or bought by Disney and was still on pretty shaky ground with the company. And, you know, Eisner had even promised the film to John Lasseter, so we almost got a Pixar version of it. Now, an idea was pitched for a fleshed-out version of the film, where suitors tried to woo the Snow Queen, and she freezes them until a regular guy wins her over and melts her heart, and, you know, the typical type love story. Eisner loved this one. He thought it was great, and he approved a full treatment of the story to be written out. But ultimately, the actual treatment didn't meet Eisner's specifications, and the project was shut down shortly after and then put on indefinite hiatus. Um, so Glenn Keane took the postponement as an opportunity to leave the Snow Queen project, and he focused all his attention on Rapunzel. Now, despite all these major setbacks, uh, work on the Snow Queen still uh, continued in some way. Uh, Harvey Feinstein, he pitched a version to Disney Animation, but they didn't really like it too much. They kind of threw it to the side. And then veteran animators like uh, Zick Dangdog and Dave Getz, he, the illustrators like the, the Brizzy Brothers, they also tried to break through the ice surrounding the project, but to no avail. So it was pretty rough going the entire time. Yeah, sounds like it. But uh, March 2006, the, the project momentarily thawed, <laughs> but not in the way you'd expect, I know, huh? Uh, in a press release describing a non-exclusive multi-year deal with composer Alan Menken, who was uh, you know, a, a, a key creative principal of the Disney Renaissance, Disney announced that Menken, among with other things, would be developing a stage musical of the Snow Queen for Tokyo Disney Sea. Now, by the end of August of that year, the project was back again into deep freeze. You see these clever play on words we have going on here? We're so good at this, We're guys. We're so good. So good. So good. So there was no reason given for the project's cancellation. It just happened. Um, and for a while, uh, Slater and Minkin moved on over to animation, working alongside Mike Gabriel, uh, the co-director of Pocahontas, on an animated version of the stage musical. But also, that version was canned as well. So this clearly is not having the best track record ever. Not quite. So... Uh, but the next big thing, Tangled, opened in the fall of 2010 and made a boatload of money. A lot of crystallium yen. We're talking about 600 million worldwide. So suddenly, 
the Snow Queen had sprung vibrantly to life. Less than a month after Tangled's release, Disney announced that the Snow Queen would be retitled Frozen and would open on November 27th, 2013. Uh, at the time of the announcement, it wasn't clear whether or not Frozen would be traditionally or computer animated. Later, it was confirmed that it would be an all-CGI affair, just like Tangled. Now, over the next year, production steamrolled ahead, and this time it was under the direction of Tarzan co-director Chris Buck. Now, Kristen Bell... Swoon! Oh, uh, okay, I thought sorry. we were yaying, but sorry. we sorry. swooned. Sorry. She, she, was, she was cast as Anna, and uh, I can't even... I'm going to butcher her name, too. <laughs> I'm totally going to John Travolta her name, because now I can't stop thinking about the, the way he said it. Idina uh, yeah, Menzel, cool. she That's took good. on the role of Elsa, the Snow Queen. And this version would have the story of two sisters, as opposed to just the Snow Queen. Mm -hmm. So all the songs that were previously written by Mencken and Slater were thrown out. Uh, in favor of new tunes penned by Bobby and Kristen Lopez, a husband and wife songwriting duo that had produced tunes for Winnie the Pooh. Uh, toward the end of 2012, it was announced that Jennifer Lee, who was handling screenwriting, screenwriting duties on Frozen and on Disney Animation's 2012 holiday offering of Wreck-It Ralph, would come aboard as co-director. In that noble cadets is how the Snow Queen's curse was finally lifted. Now, from an animated section of a live-action film overseen by Walt himself, through countless animated feature attempts, and a possible Pixar movie, and a possible Disneyland attraction, and a Tokyo Disney Sea production, and back again to a feature project, Frozen is finally here, and it's out on Blu-ray DVD now. And the Snow Queen's journey to the big screen, it may have been a really long road, but obviously it was definitely worth it, because everybody loves it. Everybody can't stop singing Let It Go, including George. I'm, I'm, I'm biting my tongue. I, 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 I gave him an opportunity, folks. You heard it. He didn't take it. So we're going to move on from there. He's a nerd. He's a, nerd. He's a, geek. He's a geek. But we all like to hear him speak. So listen up to the words from his speech. Ah. It's George's Book of the Week. For this week, we're looking at The Art of Frozen by Charles Solomon. Uh, this is another gorgeous, gorgeous coffee table-sized book published by Chronicle Books. Um, Charles Solomon, he's a very well-respected animation historian. He's written The Art of Toy Story 3, A Look at the Toy Story Films, a fantastic title on Beauty and the Beast, and a title on Disney animated films that never were, which does include some concept artwork for the Snow Queen. Okay, well, this book follows the traditional art of series by looking at the very beginnings of the story itself. And as we covered in the history segment, it's been an idea at the Disney Studios for a long time. Uh, Solomon, with his animation background, is a perfect author to weave the history with the modern day film. Uh, we do get to see a lot of the early concepts for the film, many of which include the uh, working on different versions of the Hans Christian Andersen tale to actually bring it to the screen. There are several sections of the book dedicated to the two of the main characters from the film, uh, Arendelle, the town and the castle, and Snow. And you may not think of Arendelle and the Snow as being big characters, but the way they talk about creating them, they spend a lot of time especially with the snow itself. Uh, there are so many images that they took from Norway and used as early concept art and digital paintings, and they eventually found their way into the film, which was kind of uh, awe-inspiring. 
the design of the characters and their costumes is absolutely stunning in the evolution from the original designs and the Anna and Elsa that we actually see today. Uh, there's also a lot of discussion and imagery focusing again on the use of snow and ice. Uh, it was a huge challenge that might have been impossible a few years earlier. Uh, of course, we get to meet all the other characters and a lot of time is spent on uh, Sven and Olaf two of my favorite characters from the film. They were awesome. And there are storyboards, so much concept artwork that it's it's really a gorgeous, gorgeous book. Uh, the book is 160 pages, and there's not much else I can say except that you're, you're really gonna enjoy it. Uh, it'll offer a much greater perspective on the film and help open up the beauty in the film that you might take for granted. Uh, if you're a fan of the film or Disney animation, then you need to pick up a copy even though there are no images of Kristen Bell in the book at all, at all, which makes all of the, you know, Kristen Bell Weekly fans sad. We know that. Sorry, guys. I know, but that's okay. But, you know, you, you can look at Anna and pretend, which is what I do. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, because there's no restraining order against that. Okay. <laughs> this, this week, we talked about The Art of Frozen by Charles Solomon. So, Jeff, being uh, identical twins, so to speak, of some sort, we won't mention Kristen Bell's name. Oh, I just did. You did, huh? Oh, well. <laughs> Me too. Um, it's often been said that we finish each other's... Sandwiches. Yes, we do. We which do. Is kind of weird when one of us is in the middle of eating it yeah it's, and also on a different coast as the other one <laughs> well it's it's yeah and it's a long submarine sandwich but that's okay we um we both received review copies of frozen on blu-ray and you know it's hard to write a review about a movie that is awesome and everybody in the world's seen it yeah i mean i mean george i know you saw it in the theater and i unfortunately did not get a chance to see it in the theater um I, I saw it as soon as the, the review copy came, and mm -hmm. I canceled all plans for the evening, <laughs> locked all the doors, covered the blinds, and And, and, threw it and in. surrounded yourself with glossy 8x10s of Kristen Bell. Uh, and then we all watched the film together. Good. Me good, and good. the thousands of Kristen Bell pictures I had around me. <laughs> Which is enough. But, you know, the movie has been... It's probably been the most successful film since The Lion King, animated Disney film since The Lion King. And... Everybody talked about seeing it multiple times in the theater. I've got friends that have seen it almost close to 10 times. And it, you kind of wonder, is it really worth all that? I can tell you, after hearing the hype about it for months, and mm -hmm. just it, built, it was building and building and building, and I finally saw it, it totally lived up to the hype to me. I thought it was yeah. even better than I expected it to be, to be honest with you. I thought it was fantastic. Um, I, I thought the story was great. I thought the singing was great. Mm -hmm. I think it looked beautiful especially on the blu-ray and yeah. all around i mean how how could i complain it was a great disney film it also featured kristen bell i mean let's be honest we're a little biased on that aspect that's the, that's the the biggest thing we have to we have to think about well as you mentioned it looks good it sounds good um the the voice acting we know from the film and how successful it was was fantastic they chose some great character or great performers for the characters itself um you know, it's it's. I, I want to say the only negative thing about this, and I hate to say anything negative about it at all, would be the lack of bonus features on the actual disc itself. Yes. yes. Now, historically, Disney doesn't add a lot of bonus features to um, the first release of a film. Yes. They typically don't. You know, they like wait to double dip. 
Yeah, they'll wait till it's an historic release a few years later and then add some historical documentation. It's coming out of the vault. Here are all these <laughs> magical special features we found again, everyone. Ooh, Ooh it's going to be no. frozen unthawed in 10 years, and they're going to oh, be gosh. all these great extras on it. That, that well, you... no, it, won't, it won't be now because we said that. Oh. They can't use it. Sorry, I take that back. It won't be frozen unthawed. It'll be something <laughs> else. Guys, you can take that idea. It's okay. Yeah, it's fine. But, but still... You know, I think this is one of those, well, it's not one of those rare times. It's like The Jungle Book, The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast. A lot of these films we review that are classic, by themselves, they stand well. And this is a movie I would have been happy with almost nothing else added as a feature just to enjoy the film. I kind of forgot there were other stuff on the disc aside from the film, to be honest with you. I mean, no. not, that's not to say there's not good no. special features on the disc. I mean, they did have the great, like, making of documentary that kind of mm -hmm. chronicles the film, kind of like we did in the history segment. Um, yeah, and, and they was, interview Alice Davis. Yes, uh, which Mark was very, Davis's very wife. cool. Yep. Which was nice to see that. And, of course, they've got a fantastic making of Frozen musical number featuring the lovely and talented Kristen Bell. Now, it's funny, it's I watched it a few times, and then George mentioned to me, you know, the feature with Kristen Bell and those other two guys, and I was like, there were other people in that video? I don't <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, that one was really good, too. I thought it was very funny. It was very well done. Um, and it goes along with the musical theme of Frozen, yes, being a musical. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, 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 it's a step different from Tangle because there were musical songs in Tangle, but most a lot of times they were sung by themselves. This was music used to express emotion. Yeah, I thought this was a much more musical film than mm -hmm. some of the other Disney films in the past have been recently. Um, yeah. And I liked it a lot. It was, like you just said, they, there were songs expressing these emotions, and um, every single song in the film I thought was fantastic. Now. Yeah. This is where we're going to differ from everyone else. Everybody thinks that Let It Go is like the greatest <laughs> yes. thing ever. Yeah. Meanwhile, we're belting out Love is an Open Door oh, a thousand gosh. times. It's I a was great in there song. the theater and it dropped my jaw. That song was so good and so well done. Love, and I'm going to start singing it now. Let me stop. Okay. Um, you know, I loved Olaf's song and, and, the, and the beautiful refrain of Don't You Want to Build a Snowman, which of course was really irritating on Facebook. Whenever anybody <laughs> Everybody posted was a posting snow pictures. Photo. It was like, don't you want to build a snowman? No. No, that's I why I moved out work. of Jersey. I want to go buy food somewhere. I want to leave my house. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're not bitter at all. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's the, the disc, the presentation is wonderful. You know, if you love the film, it, even if you didn't see it, it is worth picking this up on Blu-ray. If you didn't see it in the theater, it's worth picking it up on Blu-ray. Definitely pick up Sight Unseen because it's yeah. totally worth it. I think this, uh, I, this review is redundant for everybody out there because I guarantee you most of you listening to this are going to pick up the film on Blu-ray. You're just hearing yeah. us say how awesome it is when you're just saying, yeah, I agree with you. I'm still, I'm going to buy it regardless. I don't need your opinion, guys. Be quiet. And that's and that's fine. And, and, and Kristen Bell is featured in one of the extras as well. What yes. else can we say? Yes. So, I mean, go buy it right now. Will it be out when this comes out? It'll be out when this comes out. You should, you guys should go buy it right now. Go. <laughs> Listen to us finish this episode first and then go buy it. Oh, gosh, yeah. I was going to say, wait a minute. Where did everybody go? No, guys, come back. Come back. We're almost done. We have one more segment. Sometimes you might see it. Sometimes you don't. Hey, look. What's that? It's a five-legged goat. Now, I don't know if you guys heard this little film called Frozen that Disney came out with, but there's a five-legged goat in the film. Okay, so 
towards towards you know the very opening of the film during the first time in forever sequence you can catch a glimpse of some other disney animated film stars now as anna is wandering the town for the first time in forever as the song says many times over um and people are making their way into the castle for the coronation ceremony she briefly passes by two people where you only really see the back of their heads but if you stop and you look really closely, you can see that these people are none other than Rapunzel and Flynn Rider from Tangled, coming to pay tribute to the new queen. I think that's pretty neat. That's pretty awesome. It's not the first time they've put characters from other films in it, but this is a great reference. Yes, absolutely. For the time period itself. And it's a great song. I forgot about that one. First time in forever. No, see, no you had your opportunity before no, to I sing. No, I wasn't singing. No, you no, did. I didn't sing. No, I didn't sing. Guys, he was singing, right? That wasn't me. He was me. totally singing. That wasn't me. You, they all said yes. Everybody responded yes while they're driving or listening <laughs> on their iPod. I, I heard them. It was a there. resounding yes. It was a resounding yes. As if millions of voices had cried out and suddenly been silenced. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why Wait, are they being silenced? This isn't Star Wars Weekly. No. I'm sorry. This is Kristen Bell Weekly. Kristen Bell Weekly. Yes, yes. Getting that. Yikes. Well, anyway, guys, thank you so much for watching and listening to another episode of Kristen Bell Weekly. Yes, thank you so much. Be sure to leave us a comment and rate us on iTunes. Yep. Always email us at communicorweekly at gmail.com. And we know we didn't have time to change the email. So put Kristen Bell in the subject line. Yes, please do that. And also, you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash communicorweekly. The URL is going to change the Kristen Bell Weekly soon. So go to Communicore Weekly in the meantime. Yeah, and and jump on the page and tell us how much you love Kristen Bell. Yes, please do. Please do, because she would want to know. You can follow us both on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Imaginerding, and he's at Jeff Heimbuck. And don't forget to follow Kristen Bell. She's at I'm... Kristen Bell. And make sure to tweet this episode to her over and over and over and over again. But not too many times, because we don't want her to renew that restraining order. I mean, it just but, got taken But we wanted to know how much that we love her. Oh, of course. Of course. Absolutely. That's Speaking important. of that, I mean, you can always call us on the Kristen Bell uh, hotline at 424-785-4628. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. We'd love to play it on the next mailbag show. Oh, yeah, we should. And speaking of that, uh, you can buy the Communicore Weekly, the musical, which I guess would be the old version. Yes. Still, it's on Amazon and iTunes and CD Baby. We are at working on Kristen Bell, the musical, right now. Yes, right now. It's going to be great. Yes. It's going to be awesome. So, uh, for Jeff Heimbuck, I'm George Taylor. And for George Taylor, I'm Jeff Heimbuck. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode. We'll see you next time on Kristen Bell Weekly, the cutest online show. Thank you.